Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Good for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks win it. Locked on Bucks. It's Frank Madden running solo, and obviously it's probably let's say it's for the best. Um, the Milwaukee Bucks lose tonight, one fourteen to one oh nine, in Oklahoma City to a team with zero point guards. Literally no point guards were on the roster tonight for the Oklahoma City Thunder and the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, looked like a team that did not want to be there, to be honest. Um, they end their road trip at three and three. Started three and zero, ended three and three, and really have nobody but themselves to blame for tonight's loss. This episode of Locked On Bucks brought to you by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code Locked On, and you'll get twenty percent off your next order. Why not maybe order some for the Bucks? I think they, I think they could have used a, a shot of energy. Anything uh, heading into tonight's game, um, the, the, the Bucks just kind of looked like. They came out, they got off to a really quick lead and felt like, okay, yeah, we can just continue to, you know, show up and, uh, and we will win this game. <laughs> and they didn't, uh, the Thunder go on a 14 0 run midway through the first quarter and, uh, the Bucks just kind of shoot blanks from three for much of that first half. They started the game one out of 14 from three and, you know, defensively, and this is a carry, obviously, from from really the, the entire road trip slash season. We saw it also in Utah on Friday night. Um, they're a team that just doesn't really have an identity right now. They don't, you know, they, we we saw them. They were you know zone dropping tonight early. Al Horford was was hurting them a bit. Horford goes for twenty points tonight. Only hit two out of seven threes, so it wasn't like he was picking and popping them to death from three. But um, you know, the, the Bucks just kind of. Are, are just trying to react and keep up, I think, defensively right now, it feels like. And um, they really, even against an Oklahoma City team, as I said, that <laughs> I mean, if you can't have a good night defensively against this version of, of the Thunder, um, you know, you got some problems. Oklahoma City hits 15 out of 36. That's 42% from three. They outscore the Bucks 50 to 40 in the paint. And when you think about what went wrong tonight, you know, uh, yes, Giannis has a triple-double, 24 points, 17 rebounds, 10 assists, 3 steals, 3 blocks. Chris Middleton adds 23. Dante DiVincenzo hits 5 out of 7 threes for 17 points. Bobby Portis, 9 out of 14 from the field, 21 points. That, that was pretty much you know the only the only guys that were really contributing much offensively. Um, but again, the Bucks. I mean, Lou Dort. Lou Dort was basically cr- the creator for this this Thunder team uh, tonight with uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander out, George Hill's been out with a thumb injury, Theo Maladon is also out. I don't I don't know if if Theo is any good at basketball. He's a rookie, um, but basically the Bucks just couldn't couldn't really stop Lou Dort, and they couldn't really keep the the Thunder from using the athleticism that they had tonight. Guys hit some threes. It, it's going to happen. We know that. 
and it just felt like Lou Dort could just sort of bully DiVincenzo or Forbes or even Middleton at times and get to the pain or create the Bucks, put the Bucks into rotation. And, you know, that was that was all kind of uh, Oklahoma City needed. I mean, they, they didn't have a, a banner night offensively, 111.3 offensive rating, but, I mean, that's way more than you'd want <laughs> this version of the Thunder to put up. Uh, and just up and down that starting five, you know, other than Kenrich Williams, who had 10 points on eight shots himself, um, really balanced attack. You know, Darius Baisley, 18 points on 13 shots. Uh, Justin Jackson, a cu- some dagger threes late, 22 points on 16 shots. You know, Justin Jackson, a guy that has been pretty much passed around and given up on to an extent by his previous clubs, Sacramento and Dallas. Dort with 19 points on 13 shots and Al Horford, the 20 points, um, you know, just a nice balanced effort. And the Bucks just kind of felt like they didn't really settle into any, anything that was really working. And on the Bucks side, um, you know, they, they, again, they went down, they were down double digits at halftime. You kind of wondered, okay, can they flip a switch here at some point? But thought Thunder did a nice job, you know, without a point guard, they had a lot of athletes on the court at all times. I thought they did a nice job on Giannis, kind of walling him off to a fair extent. Middleton had 17 in the first half, but again, just 23 overall. And down the stretch, uh, the Bucks just could not find answers. And Jackson hits a couple big threes. Middleton misses six straight shots in the final six minutes. Um, just not good enough from Chris Middleton. Five turnovers for him, five turnovers for Giannis. Just, just didn't execute, to be honest. And Brent Forbes missed a couple shots. Uh, he was trigger happy all night, 14 points, but on just six out of 17 shooting and two of eight from three. Um, you know, Dante DiVincenzo and, and, uh, and Bobby Porters are pretty much the only guys that you felt like their jump shots were going in tonight. DiVincenzo just kind of kept them in the game, to be honest, in the fourth quarter with just some long pull-up threes that were not anything you would call good offense, but they were going in and the Bucks really were not showing that they had much control and, and were not really able to get shots that they wanted against that Thunder, that athletic Thunder defense. And Portis, as I mentioned, 21 points on 9 out of 14. He actually had a nice stretch late in the third when the Bucks actually went ahead in this game and it looked like, okay, are they maybe turning the tide here? But you know, ultimately, um, this was a game that, again, the Bucks last game of the road trip, you can clinch a 4-2 and two road trip, which is, is fine, especially given you've had Drew Holiday missing. Obviously, one of those games in Phoenix could have gone either way. And Utah, again, I'm talking a bit, maybe a bit more about Utah from the Friday night. Um, you know, Utah has been the best team in the league so far this season. Um, not to say that there aren't takeaways from that game or things the Bucks can do better from that game, but again, you, you don't expect anybody to go in and, and beat Utah right now. Okay, Frank, I don't mean to jump into your podcast here, mate, but I do need to talk about betonline.ag, our fantastic sponsors of the podcast. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine are on the site, including MVP odds, where you might find that Giannis is starting to make a little bit of a move. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets and free to sign up. 
Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use the promo code LOCKED ON for that. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories and analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. This game sort of underscored that, you know, this Bucks offense is just, they're very dependent on the three-point shot. They start the game one out of 14 from three. Obviously, they got it going a bit as the game went on. They finished 13 out of 38. But again, look at that. Other than DiVincenzo, they were 8 out of 31. And, you know, down the stretch, I mean, it's it's not satisfying. But at some point, you know, you have to make shots. And the Bucks down the stretch, in particular Middleton, they just they just could not make shots. Forbes missed some shots. And ultimately, um, you know, you lose a game that on paper you, you absolutely should be winning. And you go home and you're at 16-11. And... I mean, again, I, I think I think Bucks fans are, you know, been in a state of sort of perpetual um, high and low. People, I think, are constantly trying to talk themselves into the Bucks being back whenever they win a game, and when they lose one game, two game, now three games in a row, it feels like kind of the house is falling down. Um, and it's just kind of wild, though. You look at the East standings. I mean, the Celtics. I don't know what's going on with the Celtics. They lost to the Wizards by thirteen today. They're they're at five hundred. The Raptors lose again today. Miami got crushed by the Jazz uh, yesterday after the Bucks suffered a similar fate. Um, you know, some of the other teams that you expected to be very good in the East have been even worse than the Bucks, which is really kind of probably the Bucks' saving grace right now. Philadelphia lost two in a row on the West Coast over the weekend. I mean, the East is kind of there for the taking right now, but the Bucks are just sort of, especially defensively, it feels like, well, they're, they're kind of trying stuff. And nothing really seems to be working with any consistency. And I don't know. I mean, I, I think there's been a lot written. You know, Eric Names written about it with, with Seth Partner. There was some really good uh, coverage in The Athletic over the past week or so about what the Bucks have been doing, the different things that they've been trying. Um, but it just doesn't feel like they're really good at, at anything, <laughs> particularly defensively right now. Um, and, you know, it's interesting. Giannis tonight, three blocks, three steals. But just he's been all over the place defensively, his decision-making defensively, his positioning. I don't think he knows where he's supposed to be. Um, which is a team that they're just trying to f- find themselves right now. And, uh, you know, missing Drew Holiday, that's no excuse for losing this game tonight. But uh, they really need his steadiness. You can kind of see it, uh, especially in these last two games, defensively with DiVincenzo and Forbes starting together. I mean, those guys are just very small tonight. Thunder had to go bigger and those guys looked really small. And the fact that you're then bringing an even smaller guy, DJ Augustine off the bench um, makes it even tougher. And, and Augustine is so far, I mean, you look at the Bucks summer free agent signings. I mean, the, the idea with Augustine was, well, at least he should be decent in the regular season. And then we'll see what happens in the playoffs. He's been a big letdown thus far. You know, he's 33 years old. So I think the big concern with him is that is this just who he is? Is this just who he is at this point? You know, he's shooting low thirties on two point shots. You know, his size—he's—he's he's just not able to get looks off. 
uh, when guys are near him. He can't get to the rim. I was looking at it the other night, career-wise. 25% of his shots come at the rim. He makes 53%. This year, about 13% of his shots coming at the rim. Even with the Bucks and the way they space the floor, he cannot get to the rim at all. And he's under 40% when he's been there, which is, of course, terrible. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's a huge concern, and it's only more obvious when Drew Holiday's not playing because, again, the Bucks can play without traditional point guard, you know, with Giannis, with Chris. I mean, that's what they're doing with the starting five right now. They can get away with that to an extent. But when you don't have those Drew Holiday minutes to kind of tide you over with the second unit and you really have to lean on Augustine, uh, it, it's, it's been a problem. I mean, he plays 22 minutes tonight. He goes 0 for 3. All of his shots were threes, one out of two from the line. He did have seven assists, didn't have any turnovers, but minus 13 overall, and, and that felt about right. It just feels like the Bucks are always battling uphill defensively when Augustine's out there because of his lack of size. You can't switch with him. They have to always, you know, like last year, Kyle Korver was the guy that they would kind of hedge and recover on screen and rolls, which he was kind of the one guy they did that with. Now Augustine is that guy just because he's so small and he limits what you can do defensively so much. And that's just a huge hole. And ironic, I wanted to bring this up tonight because, you know, George Hill didn't play for Oklahoma City. But to me, that's the big what if of the offseason. It's not the Bogdan Bogdanovich deal, which, of course, is what we all kind of talked about. But, I mean, could the Bucks have figured out how to do that holiday deal without including George Hill? Um, I mean, they gave up an absolute king's ransom in that deal. You could have done something else and other than include George Hill, obviously, I think makes no, it's not surprising at all that, that New Orleans would have wanted George Hill because I think he's worth something. I think some contender could give up a late first round pick to, to get him at the trade deadline. So no surprise that they would want him rather than, you know, Ursan Elisova or, or DJ Wilson or something like that. But you just think about how different this Bucks team might look if you had George Hill as your backup point guard in that six man role, the defensive versatility he gives you. Again, is he going to shoot 50% from three again this year? Probably not, but he doesn't have to, right? Um, and, and Augustine's shot fine from three. He's about 38%, or at least he was coming into this game. Um, but just so limited being able to do anything else. And Hill, with his versatility on both sides, I think just would have given you, I think, a lot more comfort that going into a playoff series in particular, that you've got just a little bit more depth that you're going to need, especially in the backcourt. And, you know, you just kind of roll down the line. Well, what if you keep George Hill? Well, if you keep George Hill, you don't have to give DJ Augustine the mid-level exception or more than, you know, the taxpayer mid-level exception, right? He's going to be make, he's making $6.7 million, which he's clearly not earning right now. He's making that again next year. His third year is, is non-guaranteed. So obviously that's a, a, a big saving grace is that it's, it's only a two-year deal. So it's not really a, a $20 million deal, even though that's the quoted number. But if you've got George Hill, you could have then used part of your taxpayer MLE to pay Bobby Portis his contract, giving him the same amount of money, and you wouldn't have even been hard capped, which I think we're going to see what happens here, especially heading into the deadline and post-deadline with potential buyout signings. But you know we're already seeing it. The Bucks literally can't sign another player, haven't been able to sign a 15th guy right now because of the hard cap. They have, I think, about 600K under the the hard cap number if they had not had to sign augustine had to sign somebody and again had to right like obviously they didn't have to do anything with dj augustine they could have given him less than the, the full 
uh, you know, more than the, the taxpayer mid-level. Um, their flexibility just looks very different. And if they had managed, obviously, to keep George Hill, then that's uh, an interesting kind of what if in terms of <clears throat> how the dominoes might have fallen in that scenario. Okay, Frank, I'm back. Back to talk about Built Bar. Today's show sponsor, Frank, I know you love Built Bar, but it is the best tasting protein bar that's ever been made. They've got a brand new flavor that's out on the market, and I'm, I'm really waiting for this to uh, be shipped out to Australia, to be honest. I'm patiently waiting. But there are 18 amazing flavors that are already established, including cookies and cream, carrot cake, raspberry, German chocolate, peanut butter, banana bread, mint brownie, salted caramel, double chocolate. I can keep on going and going. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They are soft and easy to chew. Great for the health-conscious guy, which is always a bonus. And you can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. We've got a sweet deal for you guys. Just go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Listen to Locked On NBA Mondays. Josh Lloyd, Australian and host of our wildly popular Locked On Fantasy Basketball show, takes you around the NBA's major headlines with the help of our local experts. Subscribe to Locked On NBA Podcast today, wherever you get your podcasts. Just taking a look at some of the other pieces of this game, I mentioned Portis. Um, this feels like the kind of game Bobby Portis should, should eat up. Um, you know, the fact that he comes through with 21 points on 14 shots against, you know, the kind of the bad team, the, the, the playing games against bad teams, I think that's where Portis should shine. And, um, you know, kudos to him. He was one of the few guys who, who didn't seem like he needed his built bar tonight uh, to show up. Um, Giannis, I thought, again, uh, three for three from the line. Felt like he got hit a lot more than that. Uh, Thunder were, were pretty physical and crowded him, five turnovers. Uh, you know, again, I thought they defended him well. He ends with 24 points on 10 out of 18 shooting, but uh, really had to work for it and did have 10 assists, which is kind of surprising given the way that the Bucks shot it. And, you know, Giannis's assists tend to be driven a lot by uh, the shooting of the Bucks perimeter guys. Um, but he does get that that triple-double. And, and as I mentioned, Chris started off shooting well. I thought, you know, especially in that first half, his shooting sort of kept the Bucks within, uh, you know, at least a respectable range. But uh, really poor finish to the night for Chris. And as I mentioned, um, hit a jumper kind of midway through the fourth quarter. And then those last six minutes, just miss after miss after miss. And Bucks repeatedly had chances to to tie this game kind of stay in it, had, had it at one possession on a number of occasions and just ultimately just they just couldn't they couldn't get over the hump. And honestly not surprising just given that you know, they they had so many chances to try to take control of this game and they just could not do it. And um, you know, so they end up finishing this road trip that they started three and oh. They're gonna go home having finished three and three. And I guess a couple thoughts on the Utah game on Friday. Um you know, check out uh, our friend Dean Maniat at All the Bucks on Twitter. Uh, Dean had uh, some video clips that he put together from from Friday night. Um, you know, again, the Jazz three point shooting is just something that the Bucks have just a ton of problems with. The Bucks or the Jazz move the ball really well, um, and I think no matter what the Bucks tried to do, I thought the Jazz just really had great answers for it. Um, you know, we saw them hurting the Bucks 
with pick and rolls, not just, and we always think of it as pick and rolls, hurting the Bucks with guys pulling up and shooting threes or, or being able to put the Bucks into rotation and hitting threes. They also managed, especially in that fourth quarter, as the Bucks kind of got it within 10 and, you know, sort of tried to make it kind of respectable, um, you know, the Bucks ended up switching and, and Utah ended up finding Gobert and, and big, big men rolling and getting easy buckets in the paint too. So again, Bucks just, they are just not, you know, at the level, obviously at, that they were a year ago, two years ago from a regular season perspective. And the ultimate question is, is is the lack of communication is the inconsistency defensively as they're doing different things is that going to translate into a level of cohesiveness a couple months from now as they start to look ahead and and at some point here you know we'll figure out kind of where they should take out in the playoff standings but um that's all this kind of comes down to i mean it it feels like you know the regular season at this point is is just a big kind of i don't want to say practice run but you know, these teams are pra- are barely practicing. It's a really bad year to try to be trying different things because you just don't have the same practice time that you have in normal seasons. And I think that's probably a big reason why, especially a lot of these East teams, the teams that we thought would be good have been all disappointing to varying extents, really. I mean, really, other than other than Philadelphia, pretty much feels like all the, the teams that we thought might contend in the East have been disappointments. And, you know, even Brooklyn, which has shown flashes of, of really high-end sort of ceiling, they've really struggled. Bucks have a, a one-game advantage in the loss column on Brooklyn even after tonight. And Brooklyn looks like they're going to be out with KD, out of, uh, we're going to be without KD for a couple of games. So, so I don't know. I mean, again, it's just, is, is Mike Budenholzer, is he making progress with these guys? Are they figuring things out? Are they really learning from the mistakes that are being made night in and night out? Um you know, there's mistakes being made, especially from guys like Giannis, that I just, I, I hesitate to say that these are like schematic mistakes. I mean, to me, it's just poor decision making. And I don't, I don't know. I don't really know what to make of it um, to an extent. And it, it's kind of pointless just to, I, mean, I don't even know how much I can kind of drone on about it because they just seem like such a work in progress defensively and doing these different things, especially when they're playing, having to play a bunch of small guards and they don't have holiday really even makes it that much more problematic because if you're small, then at a minimum, if you're playing your, you know, your, your old scheme predominantly, okay, at least guys get over screens, et cetera. They're small. They can at least do that, you know, but on a night like this, Forbes, Dante, DJ August, I mean, they can't switch effectively anyway. Uh, especially against the Thunder team that was obviously playing much bigger than, than usual without, without their usual complement of guards. So anyway, if you've made it to this, to this stage of, of a podcast following a Bucks loss in Oklahoma City, I, I commend you. I appreciate your patience with, with me as well as the Bucks. Um, we'll be back at it. Um, I, I, I haven't even like been able to think about what, what kind of comes next in the Bucks schedule, but um they they go right back at it this week with two games against the Raptors on Tuesday and Thursday, and then they get the Thunder back on Friday uh, in Milwaukee. So they won't have to wait long to get some revenge. And the Bucks, even without fans this year, there has been a very pronounced home away split. They're nine and two at home, seven and nine away, and they're going to need that to. <laughs> to, to kind of help them get back on track. They're going to need some of that home cooking, even if 
fans are not in the building um, with two good tests against the Raptors, who obviously they've they have beaten the Raptors previously this season. So uh, we'll see how how they're doing. The Raptors again also struggling even more so than the Bucks. Nick Nurse has not really figured out how to get that team um, playing the way we obviously I think probably expected them to. Obviously they're not as talented as they were probably a year ago, two years ago for sure. Um, but we'll have to see. I mean, they're still I think a great test for the Bucks. We know that. Uh, they're going to come out and try to exploit what the Bucks do defensively. We know that they obviously have uh, defensive weapons um, that they can deploy to try to slow Giannis down. So Bucks don't have a lot of time. They need to get out of frigid Oklahoma City, and we'll see uh, how easily they get home. But um, until Tuesday, uh, they're going to have to probably try to burn this videotape and, and move on. So uh, with that, we'll be back tomorrow night. Uh, hope you guys had a great weekend in spite of the Bucks. Um progressively getting worse and worse over over that road trip and we'll be back with you again tomorrow thanks guys have a great night or day